Hey, Story Pillar friends, grown-ups, before we get started, I wanted to let you know about a wonderful mindfulness podcast for kids called Like You. Host Noah Glenn uses breathing techniques, affirmations, music, and imagination to help kids explore feelings and strengthen things like empathy and self-esteem. Like You even won a gold medal for Best Indie Podcast and a bronze medal for Best Bedtime Podcast in this year's Signal Awards. Yay for Like You! <laughs> Find more information at likeyoupodcast.com and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Ready for the show? Hey, I'm so happy you're back. I'm Meg, a human person. Move your muffins, Megapet. We've got a cold cauliflower on our hands here. Leave the sparky, just breathe. Uh, and that's Sneak. He's a caterpillar with red sneakers that appears to be giving our giant chicken Sparky CPR. Stay with me, Sparky Marky Barky. Uh, what exactly is a cold cauliflower, Sneak? Have you lost your lizard gizzards? It's code for giant chicken suffering food-related emotional distress. Of course. Now grab a gurney and sharpen my scalpel, Nurse Beanie Weenie. Uh, that would be Dr. Beanie Weenie and giving a scalpel to a seven-year-old hopped up on gummy centipedes is a definite no-sneak. Huh? Bloody silly string people! Have you no heart? We're losing her! Uh, what exactly is going on, Bean? Well, like, Sparky went out to check the mail this morning and came back looking really freaked out for some reason. And then Sneak went into super ninja surgeon superhero mode. Hmm, okay. Well, let's finish introductions and then see if a feelings check-in will help us figure out what's going on. Ready? Uh, okay. Um. Hey, I'm Bean. I'm a butterfly. Uh, I wear a yellow hat, and I'm glad I don't have to give CPR to a chicken. <laughs> Me too. Okay, now that you know who we are, this is Story Pillar. Hold on, Sparkykins. Papa Sneaks gotcha. <laughs> around the world we sneak and be leading the way go story pillar we're in this together no stopping us full speed ahead go story pillar shake it up a little make cloudy skies brighter with friends ooh, ooh, ooh. hey everyone Welcome to the seventh episode of Story Pillar Season 2. This is a podcast where we tackle sticky situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up advice from you, our listeners. Like how to save a sweet baby giant chicken suffering post-traumatic Swiss cheese surprise syndrome. Uh, I don't think that's a real thing, Snake. It's about as real as a rooster on a rhino. Now we need a plan. Snap! Before the disastrous cheese sneeze spasms kick in. Uh, okay. I think a good first step is to check in with our listeners and Sparky and find out what sticky situation we're tackling this week. 
listeners, and Sparky, how are you feeling today? Whoa, that was like a lot of sneezing uh, and random screaming about cheese. lost. Why were you giving Sparky CPR? And what exactly does Swiss cheese have to do with it? Well, Carousel, Sparky is like super pooper afraid of Swiss cheese. It's floppy and it has too many holes and it kind of smells like old shoelaces. Anywho, Baby Blue, Sparky's cousin Squirt absolutely bootly loves playing pranks on all the animals on Great Uncle Herman's farm. Like when he glued a carrot to his forehead, pretended to barf rainbow sprinkle ice cream everywhere, and convinced all the ducklings he was a unicorn. Or when he painted a gigantic sign saying, Welcome to Fart City! And hung it above the pig pen. But getting back to holy shoelace cheese. Right away, chicken shoe. So this time, Squirt pretended to send Sparky a birthday present and even wrapped it in her favorite scratchy, sniffy, glow-in-the-dark space odyssey wrapping paper. But when she opened it up, it was actually smackly just a big old pile of moldy Swiss cheese slices. And that's why she freaked out and looked like her eyeballs were gonna pop off. Oh, poor Sparky. No wonder you're so upset. I do think we have our sticky situation for the day, though. What do you do when someone plays a trick on you and you don't like it? Hot unicorn unicycles? That means it's story time! (laughs) Yep. This week, we're traveling to Malaysia, a country in Southeast Asia with two parts. There's West Malaysia, which is just south of Thailand on the Malay Peninsula, and East Malaysia on the northern tip of the island of Borneo, which it shares with Brunei and Indonesia. Just like Brazil, Malaysia is known for being particularly biodiverse or having a huge variety of plants and animals. And it even has the third oldest rainforest in the whole world. It's called Taman Negara National Park, and it's about 130 million years old. That's more than twice as old as the Amazon rainforest. Holy tree balls. Nice one, Bene Wene. Ooh. And Malaysia also has two amazing animals from today's story. The mouse deer, which is a teeny tiny deer with little itty bitty vampire fangs. Oh, just like the musk deer we talked about last episode, but mouse deer can weigh as little as four pounds. That's like as much as half a gallon of milk, but a deer. Oh, and we also get to meet a Draco Valance, a.k.a. a fantastical flying lizard. I talked all about them on my sneak attack last week, which was cooler than a doorknob in December. (laughs) Okay, before we start the story, many people in Malaysia speak Malay or Malaysian. And I'm pretty sure that apa kabar means how are you? Here, I'll say that again. Apa kabar. Want to try? Apa kabar. Apa kabar. Great. Listeners, your turn. Sounds good to me. Okay, rocket time sneak. Buckle your bean poles, everybody. And countdown. Three, 
two, one. Owlard versus Butterfang by Meg Lewis, adapted from Pelican's Punishment, a Malayan folktale. Hey, that tickles! <laughs> Fang giggled and tried not to sneeze as a brilliant green wing fluttered against her eyelashes. Hello, little peacock, she breathed without moving her lips and felt six tiny butterfly feet march across the bridge of her fawn-colored muzzle. Keeping her head as still as a statue's, she reached a miniature hoof toward a slightly nibbled copy of Butterflies, Moths, Winged Jewels of the Malayan Peninsula. She sharpened a stubby pencil against one of her extremely pointy teeth and made a satisfied checkmark next to Papilio Palinurus Palinurus. There! She carefully closed her beloved butterfly field guide and slid it into her knapsack. One down, and luckily, about a zillion and a half still to find. (laughs) She chirped, then gave a snort of surprise as her iridescent visitor launched itself into a beam of sleepy sunlight. Lucky, she muttered, watching the shimmery wings flap off into a curtain of whispering leaves. <sighs> if only I could do that, she sighed and felt a pang of jealousy stab her furry white belly. Fang just knew she was supposed to be a butterfly. Striking blue, shocking yellow, she didn't much care. If only she could stretch out a pair of finely feathered wings and take off over the endless tumble of rocks and trees and vines that blanketed her home. Unfortunately, as she knew very well, mouse deer just aren't born with wings. Pencil-thin legs and a bite-sized pair of Dracula fangs, sure, but no wings. Oh well. (sighs) She shot a glance to where the orangey-pink sky was already fading to a deep violet. Guess I'll just have to keep an eye on things from the ground, as usual. Then she shrugged, stepped carefully around a slug that very much resembled a small squishy zebra, and pushed her nose into the nearest leafy tunnel leading toward home. And then the sky fell. Or at least it felt and sounded like every tree in the forest came crashing down around her all at once. Branches popped and limbs whooshed, and above it all, a blood-freezing screech ripped through the shadows. (gasps) Fang shook so hard she was sure every bone in her body would shatter. Then a pair of broad, silent wings whooshed past barely an inch above her trembling ears, and her heart slammed to a stop in her chest. Uh, Ow! Ow! There... There's an owl, owl! She tried to scream, but it came out as no more than a puff of air, and her left hind foot began to beat a frantic rhythm against a bumpy tree root. Hoot! Roar! His hoot! Rang out from every direction at once, and Fang could almost swear she saw a flash of emerald scales and heard a gleeful giggle. <laughs> as she dove for cover under the nearest fern. What the woodpecker? She cautiously peeked out as the owl whooped, 
smacked into a thorny branch, and a small, leaf-colored lizard landed at her feet in a swirl of twigs and stolen feathers. Hiya, fangy-wangy, he squeaked, a mischievous grin nearly cracking his blotchy green face in two. Fancy meeting you here. <laughs> Holy hummingbirds, you should have seen your face. Jet slapped a knee and flopped onto a bright purple flower. He spluttered, forcing his eyes as wide as grapefruits and wildly flapping his paper-thin gliding wings in exaggerated alarm. That was priceless! I was all like, hoot, roar, hoot! And you were all like, ah, it's gonna eat me! And then I ran into a tree and fell on my butt. <laughs> Funny? Her mouth fell open. I sure didn't think it was funny. She shoved a still quivering nose into her friend's face and huffed. <laughs> Ew, what was that for? Jet scrambled onto a branch a few feet off the ground and frantically wiped the deer spittle out of his eyeballs. Fang's glare could have melted the sun. I'm serious, Jet. You've got to stop this. She stamped in frustration and hopped onto a mossy rock. Remember the rain of snakes? Oh, and the time you drew poison signs on the bananas and confused all the gibbons? And those chocolate jelly beans you gave me for my birthday last year? Those definitely weren't chocolate. <laughs> Jet jumped, fanned his wings wide, and landed neatly beside Fang with a wing. That was hilarious. Seriously? Ugh. I'm not interested in your definition of hilarious, Jet. When are you going to understand that no one, absolutely no one, wants to be the butt of your jokes? Jet stared intensely at his enraged friend and could almost see clouds of angry steam puffing from her ears. You know, Fang? He pressed his lips together and pasted an extremely serious expression on his face. You said but. <laughs> he snorted, then collapsed in yet another heap of guffaws and twitching limbs. Fang's entire body drooped as she snatched up her book and flung her dirt-smeared bag over her back. <sighs> Forget it. She sniffed and turned away, wearily scanning the sleeping forest for more super hilarious ambushes before turning once more toward home. Oh, come on, Fang! Jet called after her. It was just a joke! He zipped up a nearby tree and cupped his minuscule hands around his mouth. Can't you take a joke? Fang snorted, <gasps> then tripped in the dim moonlight and nearly fell on her face. She looked down and kicked her hoof free of Jet's abandoned owl costume. Later, fun hater! Rained down from somewhere high overhead, but Jet's words barely registered as a seed of an idea sprouted in her mind. Fun hater, huh? Fang murmured and bent to study the dusky blue feathers and hollow twigs her crafty friend had used to broaden his own slender wing. Let's see how much you love fun. Uh, hello? A sharp crack exploded from a lopsided tree fern, and Jet's heart nearly leapt out of his ears. Fang, is that you? He wearily scanned the dozing trees, eyes working hard in the silvery light. But there were no twitching ears, no click of tiny black hooves, 
nothing but knotted vines and deep shadows and a sinking feeling in his belly that made him wish he was already curled up in bed, happily drooling the night away. Your, your note said to meet you here. He flicked out his tongue, scenting the night air for any trace of his friend, then scuttled onto a twiggy branch. Bang! Are, are you still mad about yesterday? He waited, listening hard over the cricket's not-so-soothing lullaby, but the only response was a violent rustle from directly above his head. Jet jumped, <gasps> then clenched his trembling lizard toes around a twig and pretended he was a leaf. I am not afraid, I am not afraid, I am not afraid, he tried to convince himself. But all hope was lost when a shrill scream ricocheted off the surrounding two long trees and a terrible winged figure sliced toward him. Holy monkey tail! Jet spread his arms wide and dove, spinning and flailing and screaming his lungs out and looking very much like an alarmed paper airplane. Screech! Hiss! Screech! The whoosh of wings much larger than his own sent him careening into a very solid tree branch again. And he tumbled to a stop arms caught in a hopeless tangle with his widely thrashing tail. Jet scrambled back and threw his wings protectively around his head. Don't eat me! I taste like moldy ketchup! Moldy ketchup? Ew! (laughs) There was a giggle and a creak overhead, and Jet cautiously cracked one eye open. Bang! He sprang to his feet as four dangling hooves swayed into view. Hey there, Jetto! <laughs> Fang beamed down at him from the treetops with a glint of pointy white teeth. Fancy meeting you here. <laughs> Jet's jaw dropped halfway to his belly button. But the, the note said, and that the, the screech, and that, and how are you? doing that? He gawked up at the miniature deer, who shot him a satisfied grin and noticed the enormous blue wings cascading from her back. Oh, you know, just a few sticks and feathers I found lying around. She shot him a squiggly look. I'm a butterfang. <laughs> she wiggled cheerfully and tugged on the dizzying system of ropes she had cleverly woven from sturdy-looking vines. Have you lost your lollipops? You can't just go around scaring the sausage out of someone for no reason! Jack glared up at her, his beady eyes dangerously close to bursting. Who even does that? And then something clicked, and the rest of his tirade fizzled out in a long, embarrassed... His whole face flushed a rosy pink. Pretty hilarious, huh? Fang gently kicked away a curious firefly. If you're a butterfang or an owl liz- er, uh, liz- liz owl-lord, I guess? But not so much for a seven-inch lizard or a seventeen-inch deer. Or anyone, Jet. I don't hate fun. Fang rocked gently in her harness and nuzzled his shoulder. Or you, for that matter. But you probably prefer to have fun with me and not run in terror while you laugh your lizard wings off and crash into every tree in the forest. It wasn't every tree in the forest. (laughs) But yeah, I get that now. Sorry it took me so long to catch on. Jet raised a bony green hand and glanced hopefully in Fang's direction. Uh, friends again? She closed one eye and pretended to give it serious thought before stretching out her soft pink nose and bopping it against his open palm. Friends? Always, she declared. Uh, 
Especially if you can help me figure out how to get down from here. She flapped her remarkably realistic wings and wriggled like a ticklish spider. I didn't plan that far ahead. Jet scampered over to give his own experimental tug, but quickly gave up. Uh, we could always just hang out up here and play Liz Owlard versus Butterfang. That could actually be fun. <laughs> that could definitely be fun. Fang flashed another toothy smile for both of us, and it was. Be gone, you blobby blue buttery behemoth. It is I, Sir Liz Owlwing's stretchy tongue. I shall smite you with the fury of my lightning lizard laser lasso. Not if I, Butterfang the Beneficent, have anything to say about it. <laughs> the end. So, what did you think? That was fantastic. <gasps> See what I did there, baby bear? <laughs> fantastic. I'm so funny. Holy coconuts. Um, anyway, I really liked how Fang was able to put Jet in her own shoes or hooves and finally get him to understand that playing pranks all the time is not fun, like at all, for the person actually being tricked. <gasps> You think that Sparky should dress up like a giant chicken butterfly owl dragon and frighten the flapjacks out of Cousin Squirt in the middle of a dark and stormy night? Well, maybe not exactly like that, but I don't know. Maybe next time someone makes him feel really scared or whatever, she can like talk to Squirt about how his tricks made her feel, like while it's fresh in his mind. Way to use your thinker stinker sissy wissy pants. Ew, don't call me that. But then like, they can find something fun to do together. <gasps> like drinking apple juice from a ketchup bottle upside down while singing the ABCs backwards. Uh, that doesn't sound safe for either of you, Sneak, but... I do think we have a good on-stick trick for this one. Remind the trickster of a time when someone made them feel scared or ridiculous and find something to do that you both think is fun. Well, tickle my tiny little tuna teeth. It's time for listener unsticky trickies. <laughs> yep. Here are Isaac and Ksenia with what they do when a friend plays an unkind trick. <laughs> Hi, I'm Isaac. I'm 12 years old. And what I do when someone tricks me into doing something is I ask them not to do it again. I think about people's requests before responding. It really also depends on the situation I'm in. If it's for something in school, then I will definitely tell a teacher or a grown-up or say no because I'm not sure what they're asking. My name is Ksenia and I'm 11 years old. When someone tricks you, you should tell someone. Someone you trust like your mom or your dad or your aunt or your uncle or your cousin or even a teacher. You can also ask why that person tricked you and tell them how you feel about it, such as that hurt or that made me feel blah, blah, blah. So, like, what do you think, Sparky? Chicken for it's worth an old try a runny Tony. <laughs> okay, thanks, Isaac and Ksenia. Listeners, if you have an unstick trick you use when you're feeling tricked, 
We'd love to hear about it. Send your grown-ups to storypillar.com slash unsticktricks. Okay, that's it. We finished our seventh episode of Story Pillar Season 2. Woo! Slap my funky little fang fungus. Okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll have new full episodes every other Monday and mini episodes. <gasps> Sneak attacks! And thermometer checks on the weeks in between. Grown-ups, if your child has a story suggestion, an unstick trick to share, or just wants to say hi, check out storypillar.com. Also, if you and your kids love Story Pillar as much as we love making Story Pillar, please consider supporting us on Ko-fi. It's just like Patreon, but with fewer fees, and every little bit helps us create more fantastic episodes for your family's ears. Check out the episode notes for the link. As always, a giant thank you to Andy Job and Susanna Bridges for their work on our theme song, and a huge tastic self-high five to David Wilson for taking charge of our audio this week. And grown-ups, don't forget to glide your graham crackers on over to Instagram. Uh, graham crackers don't, like, fly, sneak. Of course not, polka dot. They glide! Uh... <laughs> Our handle is at sign story pillar. You can also follow Mackenzie Ellison, who does our awesome episode cover art on mkellisonart.com. Okay, ready to say goodbye? Bye! I love you! Bye. Come back next time if you want to. Bye, everyone. Remember, dealing with unkind tricks is tough. Try reminding the trickster of a time when they felt scared or ridiculous and find something fun to do together, or like Isaac and Ksenia suggested, ask them to stop, clearly explain how they're making you feel, or find a grown-up to help. Whatever you choose, you got this, and we'll be here cheering you on. 